This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. Have you ever said or heard someone say, I know I'm not where I should be, or I know I have something going on that I shouldn't do, but I'm working on it. People are often surprised when they hear me say that I'm not working on anything. And it's not because I feel like there are no areas of my life that need attention. On the contrary, there's so many areas that need attention, (laughs) I'm often overwhelmed at the thought. Of all the things that I think need to be dealt with regarding my own behavior or my own thoughts. So how do I commit myself to growth and improvement and change? For me, it's pretty simple. I respond to whatever the Lord is saying and doing in my life. I've learned that the things that I'm usually most concerned with don't seem to make it to the top of his agenda. And things that I think are not really important at all, or even things that I thought were long behind me, those are often the things that he wants to address. I've learned that I have a way of finding a place for difficult emotions or thoughts so that they don't stay in the forefront of my mind. And I have a way of fixing things that I have done wrong so that they seem more acceptable to me, or at least they seem to go away. I am not saying this is right. I'm just being 100% honest. So it seems like I can be focused on something on the surface that may seem very deep, very troublesome and serious to me. And then God wants to root around in the areas of my heart and life that I have hidden away. And so this is why I feel like it's almost a waste of time for me to try to work on anything if God has not put his finger on it. I am sure, because I mean, I've done it before, really. I can do a very good job of cleaning things up so that they look good to outsiders looking in. But 1 Samuel 16, 7 says it best. God does not see as man sees, since man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So if I spend all of my time getting myself together so that people who honestly don't know me or truly love me will look favorably upon me and not judge me. And then the God that I serve and say I adore looks at the impurity in my heart and is grieved. Then I wasted my time and I failed. So what's the point of that? Now, stay with me here because I'm not saying it's okay to have a mess going and don't don't try to see something change. I don't think. There's a single person who has been in church somewhere at some time that has not heard a story about David. He was the great warrior who defeated the giant Goliath as a young man, the king that was chosen by God to replace Saul, and the beautiful psalmist of Israel. And he was the only man in the Bible that I am aware of that is called a man after God's own heart. One would think 
that the man who was identified in that way would have been a nearly perfect example of holiness and righteousness, right? I mean, we know that holiness and righteousness are both very important things to God. In fact, Paul says in Hebrews 12, 14, that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So this David, at least the way I see things, would have to be a perfect example of a life that pleases God. Yet when I look at the life of David to my natural eye and my natural mind, that is not what I see at all. He himself was an adulterer, a thief, and a murderer. And of his children, there was a rapist, a murderer, and a traitor who literally stole the kingdom from him. In 1 Chronicles 28, he tells the assemblies of Israel that when he desired to build a temple for the Lord, God would not even permit him to do it because he had so much blood on his hands. This same David is the one that God said is a man after my own heart. How does that work? How could that even be possible? If you follow this podcast for any length of time, you've heard me talk about Psalm 51 before, which is one of the passages that I keep like in the forefront of my mind at all times. It's actually a passage that fits squarely in the middle of the story in 2 Samuel 11 and 12 of David's adultery with Bathsheba. It's such a good story. If you've not read it, I strongly encourage you to do so. So in this verse, Psalm 51 falls right in the middle of that story where David had cheated with Bathsheba and then killed her husband so that his sin would not be found out. See, God knows exactly how to just to address the matters of our heart that are of concern to him, right? The things that are of concern to him. After David played out this whole drama and no one, not even Bathsheba, knew the extent of what he had done, God sent a prophet to speak directly to that situation and call him out. God sent Nathan to David to tell him a story. And the story was about David and his sin. It wasn't, you know, direct. It was it was a story. And when David heard it and Nathan made it clear that the story was actually about him, David's response is the key to this entire relationship with God that would lead God to say this is a man after my own heart. In in 2 Samuel 12:13, David said, I have sinned against the Lord, right? This is what he said after Nathan called him out. But I love how he wrote it in Psalm 51, 4 best. He said, against you and you only have I sinned and done it. What is evil in your sight so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. That is the picture of the man after God's own heart. He basically said, I've dishonored you and hurt your heart, and whatever you do in return is justified, and I deserve it. It wasn't his sinless example that made him a man after God's heart. It was his response to God dealing with the sinful areas of his heart and his continued surrender to him in the midst of it. Because that was not the end of David's mistakes, and still... Of all the figures in history, all the characters in the Bible, God chose this man 
to carry the seed that would lead to Christ. So what am I saying? We're all well able to modify our behavior, and sometimes that does need to occur. But only God can change our hearts. And honestly, yielding to Him and allowing Him to perfect us according to His design and His plan for our lives is all that He has ever asked. Here's what Paul told the Philippians in chapter 2, 13 and 14. I love it in the New Living Translation. It says this, Work hard to show the results of your salvation. So in other words, don't just talk about it. Just show that. And how do you do that? Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. King James says, For it is he that worketh in you, causing you to will and to do his good pleasure. I love that. So your whole job in this journey, on this journey with him, is actually quite simple. When he puts the spotlight on something in your life, you respond to him in obedience, with reverence, and fear. Know that when he brings it up, he's ready to deal with it. And understand that there are many ways that he may choose to shine that light. He could speak directly to you in a way that you clearly understand, or he could trust somebody else to speak his heart directly to you. The key really is just be honest. Now, let me be clear. We all pretty much know when we hear something, whether we hear it within or without, we know when that is coming from the accuser. In no way am I advising you to agree with or respond to anything that the accuser speaks to you. Because even when God wants to deal with an area of your life that is not pleasing to him, and that's usually going to be something that he considers sinful, you should feel his conviction, but you should never feel condemnation. It should feel more like that feeling you get when you know you've let down somebody you love, when you've in this case, let him down. And a cool thing happens to you when you allow God to address the areas in your heart and life that he's not pleased with. Your boldness and your confidence grows. Not in yourself, but in him. Because when you allow him to deal with you as a father and demonstrate his heart and his love, even in his correction, it just frees you up more and more and more. To live your life boldly for him every single day. Out loud.